I could go ahead and, and preach, but I ain't doing all that. I'm just going to talk for a minute tonight. And I just want to share. I just really wanted to share my heart. Um, so uh, everybody saw that I... <laughs> That I that I posted about the book. I I just finished today. I have been working on this book for months, y'all. Every time I would get to the end, um, I would feel like, you know, I thought I was at the end, and then God would give me something else to put in it. And um, so today, after I did finish the conclusion, you know, I could kind of feel it coming, like that last chat paragraph. And um, when I wrote that last line type that last line, I literally felt the release of the Lord. I felt the release to say, okay, now, you know, that's that's over, that's done. And um, so I'm really excited about what God is doing. The name of the book is called Spiritual Hostages, Let My People Go. And um, I'm going to, what I'm going to do tonight, because uh, I was like, God, what, what is it that you have for me to say? What is it that you want me to say to your people tonight? And um, so I'm going to share my heart because this book is a lot, has a lot of my heart in it to the point that um, if anybody knows me, and this is probably how the birthing room got birthed. If anyone knows me, they know I'm very, number one, very big on my words. And number two, I hate to see people just sitting and doing nothing for God. Um, this is how the birthing room got birthed <laughs> because I feel like, too many of God's people, we've been sitting, we've been stagnant, we've been caught up in religion, we've been bound, and, you know, we're doing a whole lot of other things. We're serving men and, and, and being faithful to the building and faithful to, to men's ministries and things, but we're still not doing anything for God. And so that is something that really does something on the inside of me because, you know, I, this is, this is, this, we are created by God for his use okay let's get that straight we are created the creator of heaven and earth and everything in it created us as part of his eternal plan for creation for his use so you know being a part of the creation and, and knowing that god so magnificently so intricately put all of this together for us for his glory to then be here in this earth in this vessel and not do not 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 be doing anything towards our assignment that does something to me i think we get so distracted by the enemy we get distracted by the world we get distracted by family and and children and and we get we all of this stuff and we've lived our lives for years you know, and really still not even put a dent in our assignment. All right. Y'all don't. Hallelujah. Maybe that's just me that feels that way. Maybe I'm the only one that feels that way. But I really feel that way. I feel like we have wasted so much time and, and the kingdom of God is supposed to be advanced and established through us. And we've wasted so much time 
living other man's dreams and, and doing and working other man's visions and not done anything with what God put in our hands to do. So we would literally be go before the throne of God and he would literally tell us to depart because he knows not of us because we've not done anything with the gift that he's put on the inside of us. What we've done is hid it inside of earthen vessels and stuck it in the ground and, 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 and not let it produce the fruit or bear fruit that God intended for it to bear. And we, that will be, that is an indictment against God and the kingdom of God who has sent us here to establish his kingdom in the earth. So I feel some type of way about that. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read my conclusion because I think in the beginning of the book, I kind of put a forewarning to, because if you read the book and you begin to, first of all, let's understand there's a difference between, um, there's a difference between um, the church building and who God is referring to as the church. And if you don't have a clear understanding of what that definition of the church is according to God, then you could read this book and almost get offended or almost feel like, man, she's coming against the church. I'm not coming against the church. I can't come against the church because I'm the church. You're the church. I, <laughs> I'm not coming against myself. The church is the people. The church has always been the people. Religion has taken what God intended to be to build the people, to edify the people, to strengthen the people for the work that he has sent us here to do. They have taken that part and religion has tainted it and, um, and, 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 and took it and perverted it and used it to turn us away from God and to turn us to men and idols and things other things outside of God that we worship and we take our spend our time with and so um, I'm just going to read a little bit of the book and um, I'll expound on it you guys can ask questions tonight I just feel like kind of you know type of thing but the first thing you have to understand is who the church is the first thing you have to understand before you read this book is who the church is and so I'm really I want to be really specific and clear because I can hear, can I say this? When I got ready, when I wrote that last thing today, that last line today, there was, I told my group in the birthing room, there was literally, there was a, a sigh of relief. like, And at the same time, I could feel the fear and anxiety begin to rise because I know this book can potentially bring upon a lot of opposition especially from people that are bound in religion. If you are bound in religion, you may take offense to this book because you will think that I am literally coming against you and coming against the church. Once again, I'm not coming against the church because I'm the church. We're the church. God's people are the church. And so you have to have that understanding and clarity. And too long we've been deceived by the enemy to think that a building is what we're supposed to be um, building is the building instead of the people. And um, I think this is the time that God is beginning to tear religious walls down so that the kingdom of God can be established. The true kingdom of God can be established in the, in the earth. And, um, you know, I don't know why he chose me for this mantle or why he chose me for this assignment, but I do believe this is part of my assignment. And uh, he told me months ago, look, <laughs> Don't look at the numbers. Don't, you know, 
I don't I, I, I don't expect I don't expect to be called on some of these major platforms that are out here. I don't know that that's my portion. I know that God has a people that he is really trying to um, bring reformation to this earth. And he is going to draw me to the people that I have been sent to. I'm not sent to everybody. You're not sent to everybody because everybody is not going to agree with you or the message that God gives to you. This is why it's so important that you understand your assignment. This is why it's so important that you understand what God has told you to do. For too long, we worried about what other men's opinions of, of what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing and how we're supposed to do it. Listen, obey God. The Bible says it's better to obey God than it is man. Now he, and look, the Bible even said, look, trust no man. You Look, only one you should be trusting is God. So I would encourage you as I encourage everybody, even in the birthing room, my encouragement is always to lead them back to God. You know, I was, <laughs> I'm not going to say where I was. I was somewhere the other day and I was listening to church. I was, I was listening to church. And um, the pastor said that, you know, one of the responsibilities of the pastor, you know, because um, in religion, sonship is really big. It's really big in sonship. Uh, religion is really, sonship is really big in religion. And so the pastor said, you know, that his job, their job is to, when they send people out to see themselves, they should see, they should see themselves in the people that are sent out from them. And my daughter looked at me and I wasn't going to look at her. <laughs> and um, then, you know, cause she's in a row and she's in a row in front of me and she texts me and she turned around like, you know, texting me talking about um read the text read the text and i'm like oh jesus here she go because <laughs> you know i'm at my house when i do these lives so my children hear the word they hear the message and um yeah it's try it's kind of hard to try to get them to veer from anything outside of the truth truth and so the pastor said that their job is to make sure when people leave from out of that of their ministry and they are in other ministries that they see that people see them like people will know who you who you with or where you come from because of the anointing that they see in your life my daughter's like aren't we supposed to be created in the image of god aren't we supposed to be aren't we supposed to look like christ and i was like oh jesus <laughs> that's my daughter I think this is this is the, to me this is this is a this is the problem. This is the problem. Religion has said that you gotta look like that man. You gotta serve that man. You gotta do what that man tells you to do. And it has taken you from the obedience to Christ. It has taken you from the obedience of God. Come on, Jesus. At no point, as a leader, I'm just trying to tell y'all, as a leader. My responsibility as a leader is to turn you back to God, to listen, just like Eli did to Samuel. My responsibility as a leader is to point you to the voice of God, to you, for you to heed the instructions of the Lord for yourself. My job is not to um, handicap you to the point that you can't even hear the voice of God for yourself. It is not to handicap you to the point that you don't even look. If, if he was telling you to do something, you wouldn't know what, what it was that he was telling you to do because 
You can't heed his instructions because you're so dependent on a man and you don't you don't know how to depend on God. If 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 somebody if somebody was to take you out of your church organizations right now because you are so hinged at the hip to men and opinions of men, if they were to take you from out of there, separate you from that place of your familiarity and your comfort zone, and take you from that place and put you somewhere else and say, now go do the work of the ministry, some of you wouldn't know how to do it because you're so dependent on man's opinion of you, and you're so dependent on that person that you don't know how to depend on God. Some of you don't want to read this book. I may not even want to go back and read this book again myself. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Religion has kept saints of God, the body of Christ, believers, true believers that are seeking God with all their heart. They have kept religion. I'm talking about religion. You got to hear me. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about the spirit of religion, the demonic spirit of religion that is using and abusing and deceiving the body of Christ even today. What it has done, instead of edify you, strengthen you, heal you, deliver you, prepare you to go do the work as God, as Jesus commanded us. See, Jesus didn't give us an option. He commanded us to go. Oh, Jesus, I can't even. He commanded in Matthew, I believe it's Matthew 18. He says, now go. All right. I got to read some scripture. So I'm going to get y'all, I'm going to read y'all a little snippet of the book, but I figured, let me prepare the way. I just need y'all to know what y'all are in store for. When I tell you the warfare that I have been experiencing um, during with this book, I can't even explain. Um, but I know it's because it's for a greater purpose. Um, and I believe it's, is it Matthew 25? Matthew 25 and 18. Or 28. Matthew 28 and 18. Jesus, come. this is in red, y'all. This is in red. Jesus says, and Jesus came and, and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. This is Jesus. God gave Jesus, the Father gave Jesus the authority to come to the earth. Come on. He's saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And now Jesus has literally done a transference of his authority, his kingdom authority. God, from the kingdom, from eternity, God gave Jesus the authority to come to the earth to be the sacrifice, to set the captives free, to be the example of what it meant to have the kingdom of God in the earth. Jesus was given that authority to come, to come and overcome and uproot, upset every demon and every, every principality in hell. Jesus was, was given the authority to come to earth to, to die, to be crucified, to die, to go to hell, get the keys, set the captives free, and then go back and sit on the throne of the mercy seat to shed his blood for us. He was given that authority. He says, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Then 19 says, to go. One simple word, two letters, go. Everything about our Christian assignment is about movement. Hallelujah. 
everything regarding our Christian assignment, our assignment, our assignment from eternity is about going. It is about moving. It is about fulfilling. Come on. It is about coming to do the work to establish the kingdom of God on the earth. So when we get to these buildings, this is what you got to understand. The buildings that were erected by the religious institution of the Roman Catholic Church, when you get to these buildings that, that, that are now housing the people of God, come on, you look, instead of us going as Jesus did to the highways and the byways, come on, going amongst the, the least of them, you know, when we get to these buildings that have literally been put as institutions that separate us from ministry instead of draw us into ministry. Come on. The building is put there as a form to build, to bring the people in so that they can now, so now religion can now control the people. They can control what the people are doing. This is why the Roman Catholic church established the building as the church. Come on, before that point, the building, the church was seen as the ecclesia. It was seen as the people. God never intended for the church to be a building. God always intended for the church to be his people. Come on, the ecclesia, the called out ones, the bride of Christ. He always intended for us to be built, for us to be strengthened, for us to be edified, and for us to be sent back out to do the work that Jesus left for us to do to finish what Jesus started. Religion has come in and 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 tainted that, manipulated that, taken control of of that situation because we've willingly allowed it to. We didn't we don't study, we won't pray, we, we don't want to follow the, the obedience of Christ. You know, we've given our authority over to the enemy. We've freely given our authority over to the enemy. And we wonder why it looked like all hell is breaking out in the earth. Because it is. Because it is. Because it's, it's, it's this time. It's the end time. And it says, the Bible says that, look, evil, evil will heighten in these last days. Evil will come to a whole nother level. Why? Because as evil rises, so does the power of God. This is why it's important for you to be in your place, to get on your assignment, to do what God tells you to do in spite of what man may say, in spite of everybody else's opinion. Your job as, an, as, a, as a representative of the kingdom of God is to be here working this land with your hand on the plow, tilling and doing what God has created and purposed for you to do before he created you and sent you here. 28 and 19 says to go. This is our assignment. This is all. Everybody has the assignment and the commandment to go. It don't say go to the building and stay. It don't say go build four walls as big as you can build them. You know, it don't say collect the masses in one place as much as it says to go. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And it says, Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So our assignment has always been to go. It's always been to do. It's always been to, do, we're, 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 what are you doing? I'm going to the lost. 
I'm going to win souls. Do you know, can I be clear? And I don't know if I put this in a book, but maybe I need to go back and read the book and make sure that I have this so that we all have clarity. There is a purpose for the building. Now, God's purpose was not for the building to be the church. That was religious plan. But there is a purpose for the building. The building has a purpose for people to gather, to be strengthened, to be edified, to be taught, to be equipped, to be sent. There's a purpose for the building. Okay? So let's not get this twisted. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a plan. It's not like this thing caught God off of off um off by off guard. He knew that the people were gonna come here and they were gonna do what they were gonna do. This is why Jesus came in the first place, because he knew people were imperfect and they was gonna look, they've been doing it for centuries, following and worshiping idols and, and things that were not God. So he knew that these people would not be any different. The same thing is happening today that's been happening since time has begun. It's no different. So this is why he had Jesus to be the lamb slain, to make sure that we had a way of escape. So when we started acting foolish, we had a way for God to bring us back in, to put us back in our position so that we could still go forward and do what he called and created us to do. So the bottom line is it is this. We have to understand, first of all, before you read this book, I need you to understand that I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about your denomination. I'm talking about denominations, but not your denomination. I'm talking about the spirit of religion, the demonic spirit of religion, how that has taken, deceived us. It has taken and lied to us. It has taken and turned us away from God, separated us from, from our relationship with the Father, and pointed us and turned us to worshiping things outside of God worshiping idols and worshiping demons and they look like God and they act like God and they sound like God. Do you know the devil know the word? The devil know the word. So just because you someplace and, and that person is able to, you know, they got all the homolytic, homolytics and exegesis and they can hoop and holler and they look, they can dance and they, I still don't know that dance. They do all them steps and that, that don't mean, that don't mean that that's God. That just means it looked like him. It's a form of him with no power. So you have to understand, God is all powerful, almighty. Come on. There's nothing that can replace God. There's nothing. Jesus, see, the enemy always wanted to be exalted, always wanted to be better than God, always wanted to be put in positions higher than God. He wanted to be God. He wanted to sit on the throne, and he is today. He used religion to sit on the throne of men's hearts so that they worship him, the creature, instead of worshiping God, the creator. You know? But we all think, you know, hey, I'm 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 this denomination division. I'm a Baptist. I'm I'm a Catholic. I'm a division. It's a bunch of it's 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 being influenced under the demonic spirit of religion that has come in to divide 
coming to kill, steal, and destroy. And he used our faith and our belief system and our love and desire to serve God. He used that against the body of Christ to cause division. Because even he knows a house divided against itself cannot stand. So he puts a church on every corner. Come on. Some, some corners got two, three churches in the middle of it. Everybody claiming to love the same God, but ain't no unity in the body. They can't come together. Oh, you, 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 you Baptist? Oh, I can't come over there. I'm Pentecostal. Y'all don't do this. You Catholic? Oh, I can't go. It's division in the body. And that old serpent religion has used our faith and our trust in God to pervert it, to pervert it so that we think that we, we, we think that we're worshiping the father. We think that we're worshiping God, but what we find is that we've been worshiping demons and celebrating with demonic forces instead of worshiping the father. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to read you guys a small snippet of um of the book and i was looking for another version doesn't look like i sent the final chapter here are the final chapters i'm gonna work on the conclusion hallelujah i have someone that's editing my book and so um let me see if i can hallelujah listen y'all let me know Oh, I can do this. I forgot. I know how to multitask now. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to minimize it. Can y'all see me? Tell me if y'all can see me. Hallelujah. Can you see me? Somebody say y'all can see me. Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So I think this worked. Uh, can y'all see me still? If you can see me, throw me some hearts, throw me some love. I just need to know y'all can still see me. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read you just a snippet. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all for letting me know. I'm just going to read you a little snippet. And I want to prepare you for what's in store um, with this book. Um, like I said, God has been really dealing with my heart. This is the conclusion of the matter. This is the conclusion of the matter. So I'm just going to read you a couple of chapters. And um, any question that you have, just let me know. Okay, so it says, in case you didn't catch it, I hate religion. Anybody that knows me knows I hate religion. I've been there. This is not part of the book. I'm just exhorting. I've been there. I did that. I hate I hate religion. I hate it being in it. I hate seeing other people in it. And I hate that demon of religion that has God's people in the captivity. And so it's time for the captives to be set free. Amen. And so it says, in, in, in case you didn't catch it, I hate religion. I hate what religion did to me, to my family, my friends, my loved ones, and to the body of Christ as a whole. I hate religion as much as I hate slavery, and the effects of both are similar and the same. 
people are still just as bound in religious systems as our ancestors, as the ancestors of our slaves are still bound in slavery. They are mentally bound to the same systems that held them physically captive. Both systems are forms of bondage and both were used to stop people from walking in their freedom. So yeah, I hate that the enemy has deceived the body of Christ blatantly right in our face. And in turn, we have willingly bought into the lies. I hate that God's people are so blinded by their emotions and making their flesh feel good that they don't even see the traps the enemy has set for them. They are sitting back. Hallelujah. I just lost my place. Oh, here we go. They are sitting back, sleeping on their assignments, and the enemy is sitting back waiting for them to slip up and let their guard down so that they can come in for the attack. Yes, I hate religion, and I'm tired of the foolishness associated with it. Yeah, I hate religion, but I don't hate the church. This is where the people get it twisted. If you don't have a clear understanding of who you are or what the church is, this book might have seemed like a, I totally hate the church and everything to do with it. And because of that, you may have totally misinterpreted this whole book and taking on the wrong impression. The church is not the building. If we can just, this is a sidebar, but if we could just get that understanding, do you know how long we've been trapped in that mentality, thinking that the church is the building? This is what has held us captive to the building. Come on. It was all a plan of the enemy. It was all a plan of that demonic spirit of religion. If they can get us in a place that they can control us and manipulate us, where else but the building? It was the, the building was established in like 200, 500 something after Christ. So the building was never intended to be the church. God never intended that. So let's be clear. The church is not the building. We need to stop preaching that the church is the building. The church is, the, is, is not the religious institution. The church is not the platform. The church is the people. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And God, from the point of creation, had full intention on building us, his church, so that we could go forth, fulfill our assignment, advance the kingdom of God, and establish his kingdom in the earth. So let me say this one more time. I feel like I need to be clear in this message. I do not hate the church because I am the church. But I do hate institutionalized religion. I hate that it's influenced under the demonic spirit of religion and has gone against God's intention for the church, us. And has in too many cases, instead of building the people, built bigger walls with rules, regulations, and restrictions established by them that God was never part of. The religious institution has misused their authority and put mandates on God's people that they themselves are not willing to follow. Matthew 23 and 4 says, For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one finger. They have drawn believers of God, the creator, away from him 
leading them like slaves to further bondage and relationships with Crete with the creature, fellowshipping with demons and worshiping men as idols, transgressing God's commandments and instructions. They are teaching God's people to be like men, to be more like men, men of imperfect ways than to be more like God and drawing them away with the feel good service, feel good services, fancying their flesh derived from false doctrines perverted and manipulated to be used for the intentions of men against the intentions of God. They are trained to be people to be sons of them instead of sons of the father. So you say, do I hate the church? No, I don't hate the church. I hate how the spirit of religion has deceived the church and has the church caught up in things that are not God or godly at all. I hate how the body of Christ has been so bamboozled and bound in demonic religious systems for generations and have lost their understanding of their true identity, their power and authority given to them by Christ. It really bothers me how, how God's people have gotten lost in religious doctrines and rituals that have pulled them from their own personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with God by distractions of works, building platforms for men to be seen by the masses while not one in the crowd bears the fruit producing any change. I hate how the business of religion, of the religious institution that has been seen as the church has allowed greed to fill their hearts and made ministries more about money and less about saving souls. Too many are counting heads and dollars instead of counting the number of souls ones to Christ. It's about the numbers on the flyers, the number of the flyers you can be seen on, and the number of honorariums that can be collected instead of the lives getting changed. We have minimalized the gospel to lines with price tags on them, devaluing the sacrifice of the one seeking the instructions of God through mouthpieces chosen to be used for his glory, yet choosing to use his glory for their own personal gain. So no, I don't hate the church, but I do hate religion. It bothers me that the spirit of religion has separated us into denominational walls, binding us in like prison cells stacked right next to, to one another, but unable to touch each other due to the divisive separation between the two intentionally established by the spirit of religion labeled as denominations based on cookie cutter belief systems of the mutilated truth, keeping each confined to their, to their minute spheres of influence instead of combining the two to impact a wider spectrum for the salvation of souls. So let's be clear, I hate religion because religion justifies the divisions we condone. Walls of denomination have gone up all over the world, separating God's body and scattering the remains of dead men's bones all over the earth. Our faith and belief systems have been penetrated with de demonic influence and coercions causing the body to be fragmented within itself. The enemy has come in like a flood and caused schisms among the body of Christ that only God can restore. And he has used our faith to do it. Disguised in man's flesh, portrayed as God's image in the earth, 
that old serpent, the spirit of religion, has deceived many with lies, drawing men to himself and pulling them away from the Father. Many have been entangled in the enemy's web of deception, and he has seduced God's people into thinking that the creature they have been running after and bowing down to in their religious rituals and satanic practices and belief systems is the true and living God instead of the counterfeit replica of God and godliness having no power. But because I love the church, I hate religion. And I hate how religion has kept us the church, slaves to demons of control and manipulation, tormenting the body of Christ with threats of demise for generation upon generation, like those brought over on American ships packed with black bodies laying side by side like cargo with no way of escape. I hate that the people of God have submitted themselves year after year generation after generation to the suppression to the oppression of demons ingesting their demonic seed in the fertile ground of their hearts and minds reaping a harvest of spoiled fruit shared with their children to continuously pass down unholy cycles tainting the bloodline with generational curses that yield an inheritance of mental bondage for generations to come and lastly because I love the church, I hate that the body of Christ is desensitized and accustomed to the deceptions of this demonic spirit, that they have accepted it as their own and taken it upon themselves to obey the creature instead of seeking God, the creator, to obey him. Many are sitting in a comatose euphoric state on the tops of, on, on top of the hands that should be pushing the plow in the fields producing a harvest of souls, one for the kingdom of God, but instead they are sitting on top of their feet, crossed on beds of comfort, while all the gifts and talents that God put on the inside of them, before they even entered this earth, lay dormant, waiting to be used for the glory of God. It bothers me that while God has given us everything, even to the point of sacrificing his only son, allowing him to shed his blood for us, many still sit by idly doing nothing for God, totally putting their assignment down, some even burying it in the ground, waiting for permission of men to do what God has already told them to do before he sent them here from eternity. It really bothers me how everybody wants to wear the t-shirts of Christianity, bright, bold letters for everyone to see, but nobody wants to put on the robes of righteousness because they are bought into the lie from the pit of hell. That it just don't take all that, when in actuality, it takes all that and more. So you ask me, do I hate religion? Do I hate, do I hate the church? No, I don't hate the church. I love the church. But I hate religion. And I hate what it's doing to the body of Christ. That's a little snippet of my book. Hallelujah. I just wanted to share that. That's y'all little free plug. <laughs> Hallelujah. This subject is just so dear to my heart 
And I promise you, I feel like this was really all God's doing, that whole book from the beginning of the end is just all God's doing. But what it allowed me to see, because I, I share a lot of my testimony of things where I um, literally went through dealing with religion. You understand? And so God allows you to go through tests. He allows you to go through trials, not for yourself. When I look back now, I realize all the stuff that I went through from, from, from every religious institution that I was demoralized by and, 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 and shut down and, and pretty much put out and castrated, every religious institution that God allowed me to be in, that brought me to where I am right now today because I've seen it, I've experienced it, I've cried the tears, I know the pain. So when people say they've been church hurt, no, you weren't hurt by the church because we're the church. You was hurt by them demonic spirits in the building. That's who you was hurt by. And so I really believe that it's time for God to he is wanting to bring his body back together. It's time for the denominational walls to fall down, for the false, the lies and the, and the, and the demonic doctrines that we are entertaining, for all of that to come crashing down. So God can then build his people, build his church, build his bride back up, edify, strengthen and build so that we can Finish what Jesus started. Do the work of the ministry. Don't just talk about going to church. Be the church. Come on. Don't just talk about the building. Come on, we are bigger than the building. The body of Christ cannot be contained in the building. It was never meant to be contained in a building. God always intended for us, his church, to be outside of the walls, reaching the lost, going to the highways and byways, laying hands on the sick so that they can recover, casting out devils. Come on. God always intended for us to be out there amongst the sheep, tending to his flock doing the work of the ministry, establishing the kingdom of God. Religion has held us captive in men's walls, in false doctrines, demonic soul ties, traditions and rituals that God never intended us to be in. Worshiping idols of men and pagans that God never intended us to be, to worship. But because we've been distracted by the fancying of our flesh, by the feel-good messages, by the, the lust and the desires that we have, in this dirt suit, we've allowed ourselves to be drawn away from God. 
And just as the enemy has always wanted to be exalted above the throne, to be exalted, to be set in high places, we've literally given him that because we've allowed men that we are serving and worshiping as idols. Yeah, the pastors, the apostles, the prophets, call them what you want to call them. We've allowed men to take the place of our heart where only God should be. This is the throne that the enemy has always gone after. He has gone after the throne of your heart. He has tried with everything in him to draw you away from God because he's been in the presence. He knows the power of God. Come on. He is jealous of your position in the kingdom. Yeah, he know the word because he was there and he heard, he dwelt with the word. So he know the word better than some of us. Be not deceived. That old serpent is still there. And he's running rampant in our religious institutions. I said it. Probably won't be invited to speak at none of those. It is better to obey God than man. So my position and my mantle have never been one to fit in with anyone. God allowed me to be rejected so that I knew how to handle rejection. So... I guess I accept this call with all heart and honesty because I see the plight of the people. This is why Jesus came and he was crucified because he saw the plight of the people. And he knew that, there, that he had to come and be a sacrifice. Our job is to be living sacrifices, to be used by God however he sees fit. And it don't always feel good, but it's always necessary. Valerie said he could preach and prophesy. Can I help you? False prophets can prophesy. What you think a psychic is? It's a false prophet. Hallelujah. Don't get caught up in the works. Don't get caught up in the show. God sees the, at the heart of man. This is what he's watching. He's watching men's hearts. Hallelujah. So that's just a little bit of the snippet. The book is available for sale. Um, hallelujah. It should be able to, it should be going into publishing on uh, Wednesday. Um, hopefully we'll be, you know, once that get that editing piece back, I will be sending it for publishing on Wednesday. I'm really, really excited about that book because it def, like I said, it, it, it shares my heart, my heart for God's people. And we are literally in the last days and we have people thousands upon thousands that don't know God but we sit in our buildings and in our churches and we minister and pray for and shandarabosata casting the same devils out every week and as a whole world lost busting hell wide open because we won't come out of our comfort zones and we won't obey, we won't obey the voice and the instruction of God. 
it's time for us to obey God instead of obeying man. Hallelujah. All right, y'all. That's my cue because my my grandson does not know when Mima is on live that he can't come and interrupt. He has to be hurt. You see that? Tap, 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 tap. Mima. Mima, Mima. Mima, Mima, Mima. This is what we do. Hallelujah. I'll be back tomorrow, guys. <laughs> yeah. Mima. <laughs> Can I say bye first? Like, how y'all gonna come in and shut my life down? My grandkids, boy. Hallelujah. God bless y'all. God bless you. I'm out. Say goodnight, Cameron. Good night. Have a blessed day. Yay. Amen. <laughs> what are you doing with that, man? Gotta love her, right? God bless you guys. Um, amen. God loves you. I love you, but God loves you more. Amen. Let's keep pushing, y'all. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place, or earlier. Amen. Until then, be blessed. Good night. Bye, y'all. Just don't come here. <laughs>